Thank you, Amber. Every Sunday, I just love to hear her play. Do you love to hear her play? Yeah, and uh, I, I like to embarrass her, but it's to build her up. I've just seen such a growth over the last few years, and she owns that piano. And it's so precious to see, Amber, you use your gifts in a humble way, totally embarrassed way now, but just to help us into worship. It's not a performance. It's not a concert. It's a holy preparation for us to come together as brothers and sisters, as a family of believers, to worship our risen Savior. And next week we will really celebrate that. Next week there are no Sunday school classes, so moms and dads, adults, uh, get ready to come. We're going to be here at 1030 with a short song service beforehand about 10 minutes. So we'd love to have you come in early. Sit up closer than you normally do in case we have visitors. You can leave maybe the back couple of pews open. Uh, But we'll have, it's in your bulletin, but it's, you know, 10 a.m., the guys and the ladies. Prayer time is shifted from 9, the singing and then our morning worship. Right after church day, we have youth choir practice. And you guys don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff a lot of times, but in a chaotic world where Gordon's Sunday school class had technical difficulties, but it worked out. Back in the elders' prayer time, we had to figure out some stuff. It worked out. But we have a God who is sovereign over every atom of the universe that he spoke into existence If your world is chaotic today, God knows that, and he's in total control, and nothing happens without his amen. And I encourage you to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28, to find out what's really going on. If you're going through hardships, take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where he uses the hardships we go through to improve our character, But it doesn't stop there. We can comfort other people with the comfort that we've received. So we're not isolated. We're not alone. We are a family, brothers and sisters, but not just biological. We're spiritual. We're children of the sovereign God. And as we come up to Good Friday and Easter, Resurrection Sunday, as Pastor likes to say, go back 2,000 years as a disciple. Jesus Christ, who we put our hope in, has been crucified in the grave, stone rolled across, sealed. But as one guy said, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Death can't hold Jesus in the grave. He is sovereign God. You are his child if you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, if you've repented of your sins. So whatever chaos, whether it's Alexson couldn't get the two laptops working, or if we couldn't figure out what song's going to be sung, or what we're doing with the palms downstairs, God's still in control. And we can praise him, and that's what we're here this morning for, to praise our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Andy, and 
As we prepare to worship Christ, I'm going to call us to prayer to be in preparation for our communion. We'll be taking communion after we sing this hymn that Blake will lead us 221 in our hymn book, Hosanna, Loud Hosanna. Remember, this was what was said as Jesus walked into Jerusalem on that day. And particularly, the children were saying this as well. The word in Hebrew simply means, save us now. Save us now. Well, through the course of events that week, Christ indeed did atone for our sin. He did save us not in the way that they had envisioned. Last week I put in your bulletin and on the back table there are still some more copies if you wish. It's called A Scripture Guide to Holy Week. I found this to be very helpful for me and maybe it would be helpful for you as well for this week beginning this Lord's Day as we call it Palm Sunday to move forward throughout the week of this week to be reflecting on what happened on each day as you prepare yourself for Resurrection Sunday of next week. In the worship folder, I put on the cover some Old Testament passages that you can look at and think about. What occurred on this first day of the week, we call Palm Sunday, When Jesus came into Jerusalem, it didn't happen by happenstance. God had determined from the very beginning for this day to occur. That's how the prophets knew. It wasn't that they were just looking forward to the vision of God of what would happen. God had determined from the eternity past that it would happen. And it did. Note that all that God has promised, he will accomplish. This more complicated section in in the middle here from Daniel 9.24, you can look through that, think through the concept that is given there. But notice here, as a specific promise to end this 70 weeks as as it's said to be decreed, that is God's desire to do this, he will ultimately do what? Finish the transgression to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity and to bring everlasting righteousness. This will come through this one, this holy one, who will walk through the gates of Jerusalem. That is his point. And that is his purpose, not to save temporally, but eternally. The note here towards the end of this quotation, this anointed one, this Messiah, that's what that means, he will be cut off. Well, we know what happens on Friday, don't we? He is cut off. But it's done purposely to atone for our sin. During that week, they'll have a Passover celebration in which they remember God's physical 
deliverance from the bondage that they had in Egypt. Jesus will take two elements, those elements that we have before you today, and tell the people, his disciples, what those elements were meant to signify. His body and his blood. And we will receive this in just a bit in remembrance of him. I'm going to give you a moment now privately to then prepare your heart to be able to truly sing from the heart, save us now. And then for us to collectively as God's body, the church, to then receive both elements and be reminded of what Christ has done. He has indeed put an end to sin. He has atoned for our iniquity and for all who will put their faith and trust in him. So let me lead you in prayer, you privately first, to prepare your heart to receive remembrance of him, and then I'll pray for us corporately. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. What a delightful thing it is, Lord, to gather together as your people, to worship your holy name, to ascribe to you the beauty that you certainly deserve. In wisdom, you have determined from the, before the world began what you would indeed accomplish. And even though evil men continue to rebel against you, you are accomplishing your will. And so I pray with your people that your will would be done both here on earth as it is in heaven. I pray, Father, that we as your people would rejoice. We would rejoice greatly. As a daughter of Zion, shout aloud as a daughter of Jerusalem. I pray for each one of us that we would be reminded that the king is indeed coming to us. Your kingdom has come. Your will will be done. Righteousness and salvation is Jesus Christ. And we praise you for our recollection and remembrance of your incarnation and the humility to which you announce your kingdom. And I pray, Father, that during this time that you will draw many to the Prince of Peace, that we might have peace with you, might result in our peace with one another. But beyond that, I pray, Father, for the fullness of your kingdom to, to come, not only in our hearts individually, in our church as we gather together, but also may it overflow even into our country this day. I pray that you would, by your grace, suppress evil. Use us as both salt and light in this world. I pray that we'd be strengthened by remembering you and all that you have done and truly believe of your soon return. I pray this in Christ's name.
Amen. Well, good morning. Let's take our hymn books and stand, and let's turn to number 221, and we'll sing Hosanna, loud Hosanna, Matthew 21, 9. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 221. now to receive our Holy Communion with Christ. Jerry, not so far. We'll keep you up here if you'll stand by this microphone here. Yes, you're the tall one. I, if I stood over there, it would be on my eyeballs. So, um, that way you get to pray. Uh, we're asking you now that if you would to bless the elements uh, for us as we receive. And when he said with the blessing, we'll start on this side. If you'll stand receive both elements, return, and then wait. And then we'll go to the middle, and then finally this aisle. You don't have to be a member if you're visiting with us today of this church, but you do need to be an obedient member of the body of Christ. Jerry, if you'll bless the elements. Gracious Father, we're indeed thankful now for these elements we have before us, Lord, for the blood of Christ in the... <coughs> In the grape juice, Father, that represents uh, his shed blood on the cross. He paid the price for all our sins. And the bread for the body of Christ broken for us, Lord. We give you praise and honor and thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
body and the blood. As I mentioned already that really this week on Thursday evening, we they actually think that was part of Friday, how they calculated time at that time, but it would have been our Thursday. Jesus gathered together with his disciples to commemorate Passover. As I mentioned, it's a deliverance of God's people from their bondage of slavery. God actually delivered a physical people from a physical bondage. But he did so to remind us of that which is immaterial, spiritual, if you will. Sadly, we don't recognize fully the bondage that we're in, that all men are in. A spiritual bondage to which the ultimate end is eternal death. Christ has come and demonstrated physically that God would deliver his people from their slavery. It is ultimately the slavery of sin. He'll have to do that in two ways, and these elements always pointed to that, but here Jesus then refines it for the church for us to remember this day and forward until he comes. And that is Christ's perfect righteousness. That's why he was born and lived through adulthood. He didn't just come in and then just jump on the cross and die. No, it demanded his life also. Perfect obedience to the law. You've never seen that before. Perfect thought, perfect actions, perfect attitudes all the time. This is one who fulfilled all righteousness. And beloved, the only way you're going to stand eternally in God's presence is clothed with the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. So if you're in Christ and you're clothed with his righteousness, receive this in remembrance of him. One of my favorite passages in scripture is, there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Because even though you may have put on the robe of Christ's righteousness, there is always someone who's going to know what you have done in the past that would be otherwise worthy of death. And just to cover it up with a suit of righteousness, clothes, doesn't seem well enough. Because what's going on in the inside? There's still that guilt It must be atoned for. And you understand that is what Christ has done. He has sacrificed his life. The wages of sin is death. We know that Christ has died. He has paid for our sin. Every sin. They're all atoned for. So if there is someone who ever accuses you, even if it's yourself, why did I do this? I want you to recognize and to remember this, that Christ paid for every one. And your response is, Hosanna, save us now. Do this in remembrance of him.
Well, my response, and I hope yours is too, is one of praise. As Blake comes to lead us in a hymn of praise, let's stand together and praise God for all that he has done. In your hymn book, we're looking at 149. One hundred and forty-nine. Praise him, praise him. Jesus' name, Revelation 4.11, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and praise. 311.
222, 222, all glory, laud, and honor. They took palm branches shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For the scripture reading this morning, we are in the Gospel of John, chapter 12. Let us turn there together. It's found on page 898 in the Pew Bibles. John 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bags, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone, so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, 
but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because, on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that all these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that we are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, creator of the heavens and the earth, we come before you today to bring you praise. Omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, omnibenevolent, perfect in all things, unfathomable. There are no other gods before you. Everything is at your feet. The only righteous one, holy, 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 are you, O Lord. We give thanks to you, the gift of your Son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, whose name is above all names, who is high and lifted up, and before whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. As it says in the passage, the whole world has gone after him. We pray for that day when the whole world will turn to you, Father God. Hallelujah to the Prince of Peace, who has humbled himself to dwell among us and take out, uh, take our place as a perfect sacrifice, according to the Father's perfect plan, Jesus, our wonderful Savior. Today we remember the sacrifice of our Redeemer, Christ. Remember how 1,990 years ago you, Christ, were entering Jerusalem to the cries of Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You did so knowing that those same voices would soon be calling for your brutal death at the cross just a few days later. Yet you went willingly taking your cup, despising the shame, submitting to the will of the Father for the hope that was set before you. For only you could pay for our sins and rescue us from the darkness. We thank you, Lord. In this place of fellowship, we give thanks for the sonship that you have, that you have given us in Christ, the brotherhood that we have with one another, made possible through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for sending him to dwell among us, confirming us, conforming us to the likeness of Christ through the renewing of our mind. Without your spirit, we will be lost and broken, but through him, you provide us with healing, correction, fellowship with you and with one another. We thank you for keeping your promise and performing that sanctifying work in us through your helper. Today, we lift up the lost sheep of this world who you have come to redeem, who do not yet know you. You died for each of us while we were yet sinners, and you know that those 
who you have predestined before the foundation of the world, who will yet come to you, are coming. We ask that you would use us as instruments to share your good news to those who are lost, that we might not be a stumbling block to them, but help us to speak boldly and not shy away from the truth. Father, our ever-present comforter, we know that we are living in a fallen and broken world where sin abounds. The heartbreak of suffering and death come to all, even to your own children. Today, we ask for you to shower your comfort upon those in Covenant School and Covenant Presbyterian Church. Wrap them in your arms and deliver them to the sure hope of the resurrection of Christ. We lift up to you the families of Mike Hill, Catherine Kuntz, Cynthia Peake, Hallie Scruggs, Evelyn Dykus, and William Kinney. Speak to each of those who lost a family member, friend, or loved one. Repair their shattered sense of peace or safety. Draw them closer to you, Father. And I particularly ask that you would strengthen Pastor Chad Scruggs as he serves his congregation in the coming weeks without his daughter. Hold him and his wife tightly in your tender hands, surrounding them with the care of the congregation and your unmatched love. We weep with them, but we do not weep as those who have no hope. For th- though we cannot understand how you will turn all these evil to good, but on this Palm Sunday we remember that you know what it's like for your son to be killed at the hands of evil people. Help the people of Covenant School and Church to seek you with their whole heart, that their testimony might draw more people to the hope found only in you. Father, we thank you for your blessings that you give to us through the words of our pastor. We ask that you would turn our hearts towards your word through this teaching this morning. That he would rightly divide the word of truth. That we would be faithful hearers and doers of that word. Bless the offering this morning to your service. And be with us as we fellowship with one another today throughout this week. We ask all of these things in the wonderful, beautiful, glorious name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.